AMC makes an interesting investment. Wholesale inflation continues to climb. We cover the biggest analyst calls of the day. Intel commits $36 billion to Europe, and Microsoft furthers their investments within the Web3 space. This is the Running With The Money Briefing. Let's get into it. What is up and welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing powered by Pound On The Table. I'm your host, Luke Denae. And without further ado, let's get right into the news. But first, where in the world are the markets? Well, as we speak, going into the close, we have the Dow Jones up 600 points, NASDAQ up 354, and the S&P 500 up 86. And guess what else started the day? The FOMC meeting. We will hear from Jerome Powell tomorrow. But until then, we await the FOMC results and what in the world the Fed is going to do. So we have plenty of news to cover up until then. And this includes, of course, movie theater chain AMC buying a stake in a small gold miner. Now, this is an interesting headline. This is a headline I never thought we'd see. This is a headline that made me think that, yes, indeed, we do live in a flipping simulation. But either way, what in the world is this all about? So AMC will be spending $27.9 million in cash for a deal, according to CNBC, that in which they'll receive 23.4 million shares of Highcott Mining or Highcroft Mining Holding Corporation. Now, this essentially um, is just shares and stock warrants. It's a very interesting makeup, but you take a look and out of this deal, AMC will be the owner of 22% roughly of Highcroft. Now we did get a statement out of the CEO of AMC. He went on to say, quote, our strategic investment being announced today is the result of our having identified a company in an unrelated industry that appears to be just like AMC of a year ago. And it too has rock solid assets, but for a variety of reasons, it has been facing a severe and immediate liquidity issue. Its share price has been knocked low as a result. We are confident that our involvement can greatly help it to surmount its challenges to its benefit and to ours. So in essence, what AMC is saying here is that, look, we found another company that is struggling when it comes to liquidity, and now we want to come in and we want to help them. They are in an unrelated industry, but we do think it could not only benefit us, but definitely benefit Highcroft. So it's a very interesting headline. It's a very interesting investment, and definitely if I was an AMC shareholder, I'd be questioning some management decisions over there. I mean, this is just very odd, especially when you look into the background of Highcroft Mining Company itself. In fact, this company has had a history for many, many years of financial issues. So you take a look, and actually in the most recent quarterly securities filing, according to CNBC and other reports, just in November, Highcroft actually included a, quote, going concern clause, and basically they were saying that they're going to need to raise additional cash in order to meet their financial obligations next year. So this company is very much struggling when it comes to liquidity and on the financial front. So they're investing in a company that really is not quite financially stable. You take a look even deeper and actually in November, the company also laid off more than half of their workers in its Western Nevada mine. So there's a lot going on here and they even seized mining operations there. So they're investing in a mining company that is very much struggling for liquidity, is very much struggling to be financial, financially successful. And if you go back even further, 
They've had a track record of financial issues, including even uh, some bankruptcy issues. So there is a lot going on when it comes to Highcroft Mining Company. It's definitely an interesting investment out of AMC and definitely something to keep your eye on. Now, taking a look at wholesale inflation. So those final demand prices for goods jumped 2.4% for the month. So definitely a sizable move. In fact, that's the largest move we have seen, if you go back into this data, since December of 2009, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Now, furthermore, the producer price index, that headline metric, increased 0.8% on the month, which was slightly lower than the Dow Jones estimate of 0.9%, but still a sizable jump on a year-over-year basis. That headline producer price index level, PPI, rose 10%, and that tied the January read, and it also tied the biggest 12-month move that we have ever seen in the producer price index. Now, you take it down to that core PPI, which excludes some of the more volatile um, products in there, including food and energy. And that rose 0.2%, which was actually just below or well below uh, the expectation of 0.6%. So that is also something to note. So overall, yes, we are still seeing inflationary pressures, but uh, this producer price index read coming in below expectations, but still sizable. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we had Cohen reiterating NVIDIA as outperform. What in the world did Cohen have to say about NVIDIA, the firm went on to say, quote, market pullback, analyst day, and nascent software opportunities are driving broadening investor interest. Under reasonable assumptions, we see potential for $140 billion in revenue, $28 per share EPS, and an embedded $26 billion software business. The risk are there, but so is the opportunity for patient investors. So, Cohen liking what they're seeing and the potential numbers going forward for NVIDIA. Shifting into a call on a Morgan Stanley, reiterating Nike is overweight. The firm went on to say, quote, production shortfalls and transit delays make forward third quarter results and guidance difficult to predict. Though recent soft line results put a beat and raise in view. The stock could remain range bound on China, EMEA, Spec Russia, and inventory uncertainty. But the LT opportunity, long-term opportunity, is unchanged. So, Morgan Stanley liking what they're seeing in some of these underlying numbers over at Nike and believe that this upcoming quarter could be a beat and raise quarter. Definitely something to pay attention to and an interesting call out of Morgan Stanley. We just read Bernstein initiating Nike as outperformed today. Speaking about another Nike call, the firm went on to say, quote, Nike remains the long-term quality play, and today its market position is better than ever. With higher share, more direct sales, more capital, light e-commerce sales, better customer feedback, and an acceleration in customer growth. So Bernstein really liking what they're seeing over at Nike, initiating it as outperform. Now, shifting into a call out of Wells Fargo, reiterating Microsoft as overweight. Wells Fargo went on to say, quote, Microsoft, the best way to play the broad secular trend towards software platform positioning, especially advantageous in the current environment. And management has proven adept at making the right strategic moves in a fast changing backdrop. So Wells Fargo liking what they're seeing over at Microsoft, liking the strategy out of Microsoft management and therefore reiterating it as overweight. We also had Bank of America today reiterating Coinbase as a buy. The firm went on to say, quote, we continue to believe Coinbase will be successful in diversifying its revenue streams beyond retail trading 
into newer areas of the digital asset ecosystem. So Bank of America still confident in Coinbase and the management and diversifying those revenues and still bullish on the name, reiterating it as a buy today. We also had JP Morgan reiterating Netflix as overweight. The firm announced a quote following a stronger than expected start to the first quarter. Data has slowed in recent weeks, but our analysts have appropriate tracking through early March still suggest Netflix is running ahead of plan. If Netflix were to conclude a first quarter at its recent pace, we believe net ads could be 4 million plus, down from the 5 million plus implied by our regression in mid-February, but above the 2.5 million guide. So in essence, JP Morgan is saying that Netflix net ads, well, they look a little slower than what JP Morgan themselves expected all the way back around February, but it should be guidance that came out of Netflix. An interesting call out of JP Morgan reiterating Netflix's overweight. And then finally, we had Benchmark upgrading Zoom, a stay-at-home name we haven't heard all too much about lately, to buy from hold. The firm went on to say, quote, we are now upgrading Zoom to buy from hold and installing a conservative $124 price target, still affording 30% plus upside off a five-year forecast through 2027 that implies rather stunted long-term TAM development. And then finally, we have Piper Sandler reiterating Rivian as overweight. The firm went on to say, quote, we believe in the strategy. We wouldn't sell Rivian based on early production cuts, but beware, a COVID resurgence in Asia may further impact semiconductor supply chains. China auto production has grown at a robust pace so far in 2022, but COVID-induced factory closures could have ripple effects, both in China and beyond. So Piper Sandler still liking the strategy at Rivian, but saying that this COVID resurgence in Asia could affect or further affect the supply chain and therefore maybe even delay Rivian further. Now, shifting into a headline out of Intel, committing $36 billion to making chips in, you heard it right, Europe. So Intel announced today, Tuesday, that it does indeed plan on investing 33 billion euros, which is roughly $36 billion, into boosting chip making throughout the European Union. So Intel wanting to make a significant investment throughout the European Union. The company went on to say that they plan on building two new factories in Maidburg, Germany, and this is part of their overall investment. And these factories are also going to be focused on some more advanced technologies, specifically two nanometer chips or less in width. So definitely some more advanced technologies coming out of these two new factories that will be built in Mageburg, Germany. Now, construction for these two factories is expected to start within the first half of 2023, and these factories will come online eventually around 2027, as long as, and Intel noted this, there are no regulatory holdups or issues. Now, also, 17 billion euros out of this investment will be going to German facilities, Intel said, but they also noted that they expect the investment to create 7,000 construction jobs while these factories are built and 3,000 permanent jobs at Intel. Now, there's more to this. Intel is also planning on creating a new R&D and design hub in France, and they also are wanting to invest in R&D manufacturing and foundry services, according to reports, throughout Ireland, Poland, Italy, and Spain. So a very interesting investment insofar being made here by Intel. And then finally, they also plan on investing approximately, according to CNBC, 12 billion euros in 
another factory or in doubling the manufacturing space in a facility in Lexip, Ireland. So they're planning to really invest quite a bit in Europe overall, all throughout Europe and the European Union. And really the general theme to this is that they are investing this money to build and manufacture more chips in Europe. And this comes as Europe is wanting to get more unreliant or not as reliant on Asia for their chips and more self-reliant when it comes to semiconductors. Now, finally, I want to touch on this investment from Microsoft into a Web3 venture or blockchain startup consensus. So we have Microsoft investing into a funding round in consensus that raised $450 million in their latest round and doubled their valuation to $7 billion. So this is a big time deal. Now, who is all involved in this consensus funding round? Well, it was led by Parify Capital, but involved in this was Microsoft, Japan's SoftBank, Singapore's Tomasek, also joining this investment round. So some big time companies and firms jumping in on this Web3 startup, but the biggest one in my opinion and the biggest headline out of this whole deal when it comes to this funding round and consensus is Microsoft investing in Web3. Yeah, they're not ignoring it. They're jumping in. Now, Consensus is headquartered in New York City. It was founded in 2014 by Joseph Lubin. Now, if you are not familiar to the space, I'm going to give you a little update. Joseph Lubin was the co-founder of Ethereum. Yes, that's right. The Ethereum you know today that is one of the biggest cryptos around. Now, furthermore, what in the world does Consensus do? Well, they develop software that runs on the Ethereum network. It's really applications that can run on the Ethereum network, and that is all part of Web3. Now, they have already some very sizable business. If you're within the Web3 space, within the crypto space, within the NFT space, you know that this application called MetaMask is actually quite sizable. And well, that is one of their products. And they also own and operate Infura. Now, that is a software. So it's very interesting what's going on. Now, you take a look at what is going on here by the numbers. And MetaMask topped 30 million monthly active users in January. Yes, you heard that right. 30 million. So they already have quite a user base there. And then Infura on the flip side is used by over 430,000 developers and they almost or just recently topped $1 trillion in annualized transaction volume. So this is some very big stuff coming out of consensus. They are definitely a huge player in the Web3 industry, this blossoming new industry coming out of the technology world. It is definitely something to pay attention to. A big time investment by Microsoft into a Web3 venture. The Web3 crypto NFT adoption continues with Microsoft. But either way, this is another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing. We will be back tomorrow to go over the biggest headlines of the day. What is driving this market? In the meantime, I want you to go give my fellow team members and my boys over at Pound of the Table a listen at Pound of the Table, anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Literally anywhere you listen to podcasts, Pound in the Table is there. Also, please go give me and my team a listen and follow at Running With The Money anywhere you listen to podcasts, Instagram also, Facebook, and follow me on Twitter at Luke Donay. That's where I publish all of my analysis and all of my thoughts on the market every single minute of the day. In the meantime, easily profit trade on, and I will see you tomorrow. <laughs>